Discovering, knowing, and living by your personal values is one of the most powerful things that you'll ever do. And in this episode of the Doer's Journey podcast, we will talk with one of the top online entrepreneurs and coaches in the world, Jason Cardamone, about this topic, how you can discover your personal values, and how you can leverage them to not only improve your life, but to help other people improve theirs. Welcome to the Doer's Journey podcast, the podcast that will motivate and inspire you to not only be a hearer, but to start being a doer. Because you know deep in your heart that there's so much more in you. The purpose of each episode is to provide you with actionable steps that you can take to assist you in your journey towards your goals. We will have topics that are relevant to you, and you'll hear from experts and influencers that will provide you with information you can take action on. I'm your host, Carlos Frank. Now let's be doers and dive into this episode. Hey, 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 Doers Journey family, welcome to another episode. I'm so glad that you're here, so grateful that you're here. And I want to start off with a confession to you because you know what? This episode, this topic that you're about to hear about wasn't the original topic that I wanted to bring our special guests on to actually talk about because who you're about to hear from, his name is Jason Cardamone. He's one of the top online entrepreneurs in the world. He's grown organizations in the network marketing industry of over 50,000. But the reason I wanted to bring him on was he's been a person that I've been watching and witnessing, and he's been a person full of passion. And I wanted him to come on and talk to you about passion, why it's so important, and how you can tap into yours so you can improve your own life. But you know what? Here's what happened. One of the things I've always been focused on when it comes to these interviews is to allow the conversation to flow naturally. Now, I always send out interview prep notes to all of my guests. But one of the footnotes that I always have in there is that we will allow our conversation to naturally flow because I truly believe that it will go in the direction that it needs to go so that it can help you. And our conversation naturally flowed to values. And so that's why I'm excited about this. So let's jump right into this conversation with online entrepreneur and coach Jason Cardamone as we talk to you about discovering knowing and living by your personal values. So Jason, talk to us about your entrepreneurial origin story. Where did it all start for you to where you're at now? You know, it started somewhere about a year or two into a software engineering career. It took, I was, I was a software engineer for five years out of school and how that led in entrepreneurship was So this is really funny. The first, this is probably my first big endeavor. It was right, it was straight out of school. I'm working at Lockheed Martin. We're we're literally launching rockets and I'm waiting for a top secret clearance to come through. So we're actually getting paid 38 grand a year to sit in a room and it takes them so long to declassify the info to get it to us. They just like, you guys just do whatever you want, go golf or whatever. So we're sitting there fresh out of college, making 40 grand a year with playing video games, (laughs) literally. So that was amazing for like a month or two. And then I was bored out of my mind. I'm like, okay, what are we going to do? So I start exploring around and one of my friends introduces me to network marketing. Now, here's what's really funny is that this is over about six months. He's in this company and he convinces me to, you know, we, not him, some other people say you, you pay, you can either pay, you know, a couple hundred, or if you pay 3000 or 5,000, you can automatically jump to this high position. And I'm like, I have no money. Like I'm just started out of college. I, I talked to my parents, convince them to invest five grand into me. And then now I, I literally have a garage full of $5,000 of stuff, just supplies, all this garbage. And Within six months, the whole company gets shut down. It was, they're doing what's called front loading. You're not allowed to tell people to buy way too much product than they could ever use. And, and you couldn't even keep those ranks. So I swore off the industry in 98 after a few months in it. And, but it exposed me to Think and Grow Rich. It exposed me to a book series called the Rhinoceros Success Series. And that I was fascinated, but 
I swore off network marketing at that point, which is hilarious because that's been a lot of my life, a lot of my income for years now. But that was the first introduction. And what really, where I got into it more, after I left Lockheed, I, I got a good pay raise on doing software stuff in Boulder, Colorado. And I, I end up stumbling upon the gentleman who actually founded the life coaching industry. And many people don't know this, but his name was Thomas Leonard and he passed. He passed like in his 30s or young 40s somewhere. And I was reading a book he wrote and he inspired me to become a life coach. And so over those next couple of years, that's exactly what I did. I got certified life and business coach. And in fact, I worked directly with the guy that taught Thomas Leonard. It was actually amazing. Just at, I look back on these things. I'm like, this is crazy. I was at the beginning the birth of one of the biggest industries to come. So that was 01. And so that, that was a very entrepreneurial path out of corporate. And I stayed in corporate for a while. And the big leap came in, not in coaching and not in network marketing. It was 2003. I walked away from making 96 grand a year in technical software stuff to open a smoothie franchise full time. Oh, and wow. I went from doing that. It was my first time working hundred hour weeks. We had a mall location and then we worked events every weekend, soccer tournaments, concerts, NBA jam. I got to meet all the dude Shaq is way bigger than you can possibly imagine. His shoulders <laughs> are like, I, I could stand head to toe and that's how wide his shoulders are. He is a tank dude. And he's like a thousand feet high. So anyway, we got to serve smoothies to all those guys. And, and that, that failed as far as finances go five years, we invested 150 grand. My parents and I, we lost at least 50 or 60 K five years of my life. I drained all my 401k trying to, cause I couldn't take profits out of it. Cause we were getting up and going. So I just lived on my 401k and then I had to go back to work in the middle of it. It was just chaos, but that, that was my first real dive. And I ended up getting back into corporate. Um, I don't know, two, somewhere in there. Uh, <laughs> oh, 2005. I got into the mortgage stuff right before the big crash. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the start. That, that was how it got me started. <laughs> oh man. That's awesome. So Jason, you got into life coaching is that where you started having a passion for helping people? I had a couple moments come to mind during this. So, so this spurred me on to what corporate can become. So the guys at Lockheed, I was the youngest person by far, maybe one other young guy. And everybody else was at least five to 10 years older or 30 or 40, like retiring. And there was all these retired guys saying, hey, Jason, all you got to do is stay here. And you're going to get to walk away with this package. And they're talking like 30, 40, 50 years down the road. And I'm sitting there like, dude, you have a retirement clock on your desk set for 550 days from today. You don't work. You're never in your office. Why are they even paying you a hundred and whatever grand? What, what is this? This is a scam. You're scamming the system. The system's scamming me. What's going on? And I worked so hard my first year there. And my, my boss's boss, they didn't even do it through my boss. It was a couple layers up. And I remember we have this, uh, your interview to get like raises and all this stuff. And he said, Jason, you're doing amazing work for us. But because you haven't been here for 18 months or 24 months, we can't give you to the next level. Because it was the, I mean, there's 7,000 people on campus down there. They had all these rigid rules in place. And so... I got a 2% raise or something. And I was like, that's what actually led me to leave that place. Cause I got a 50% raise, like a year and a half out of college. And so that, that was a moment now, now I know that doesn't answer your question exactly, but here's how I answer it. Mm -hmm. It reminded me of what I started to see these flaws in you know, the system in the matrix, I call it all the yeah. time. And I'm not against corporate at all. I think there's a lot of blessings out of it. I think most, in fact, the stats show most people are absolutely not happy and they're not aligned with their values in their job. That's the problem with corporate. And, and the, the places don't know how to put people into jobs that fit their values. So, but here's how I discovered my love for people. 
And this was through a lot of pain, man. And a lot of looking back and realizing like, dude, it's been staring you in your face your whole freaking life. Because with the life coaching stuff, you, you know that movie, What the Bleep Do We Know? So that movie premiered and I was at the theaters when it premiered and I'm handing out my life coaching flyers. And I got the first coat and first client coming in and they're ready to pay me. And I'm freaked. And I won't, I won't take them on. I'm like, no, I'm too young. I'm not good enough. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And so I actually referred them to some other coach I've been working with that they were older than me, but they weren't any more experienced. I gave away my first client. Mm. Now, what, where that comes from or where I'm going with this, because you asked, how did I know my passion for helping people? At the place in Boulder, I was the youngest on that team as well. That team was super, there's a um, very gifted software engineers, like geniuses. And I, I look back and I'm like, I can't, I was good. I'm not great, but I, I was pretty good. You know, these people were great engineers. And what I found out later, it's because I interviewed so well and they really liked me. And so they made me the team mentor as this young kid. I'm like, I don't know what I'm like, 22, three or something. We're bringing on all these engineers, thirties and forties. And they're having me mentor these new people. Cause I, I know, cause I've been there for like over a year. So they knew I really am good with working with people. And I found myself, I see, I was, there's something weird happening. This was at looking back. I was the software engineer wandering around the cubicles looking for help or trying to help others like mm. every day, like mm. constantly. That's what lit me up and what drove me. Now, that's not normal. Software engineers sit behind a computer, they code all day, eight, 10 hours, and they don't wanna talk to people, most of them. Now, these people are pretty rare. They, they had some people skills, but a good half of them didn't like people. At Lockheed, there's a whole bunch of the super geeky, like they don't wanna talk to anybody. But I just didn't fit in. And my boss recognized that and she was like having me do this stuff. But when I look back, I've always wanted to connect with people. I was fascinated since a little kid. My parents, my dad had a softball youth group from the church mm -hmm. and he had all these kids in there and he would, they had a softball team. And I would sit there at the parties and I would just sit there in a corner as a kid, like six, 10 years old. And I would just observe all these adults. Why is this guy doing this? And then this girl in the same situation does this. I was just fascinated by human behavior. Mm -hmm. So it does go back a long time. I could sit there in a mall and just people watch all day. I still can do, <laughs> I still can do that. I just see a lot more now. So that, that was a big, there's a lot of those little clues that were leading me towards, I really like these things. And, and that last job, that job I walked from making 96 grand a year, it was kind of a help desk kind of thing. So I was constantly just serving people instead of just coding. Mm -hmm. And man, I crushed it. I, I got actually a war, I got recognized by the president of a big corporation. And I didn't know he was the president, but I did a ticket for him. And like, he was all, this guy's freaking amazing. And it, it was just, all these things were lining up saying, Jason, work with people. Don't just hide behind computers all day. Cause mm -hmm. as a little kid, I was programming like at six and seven. So I just thought I'm going to do, that's what my degree was in. I just thought I'm going to be the computer dude, you know? So that it, it's, and it, all those skills have come to serve me over time. You know what I mean? The computer right. and the human and all that entrepreneurial. <laughs> right. And, and you just said so much there, Jason. And there's a couple things that, that I want to unpack as far as what you said, because if you're listening to this right now, however you're listening to this, you might be jogging, you know, whatever, sitting in your car, driving in your car. You know, Jason said a couple of things as far as clues and you might be in a point in your life right now or in a career where you're not satisfied, but there's probably some clues to where your passion really is. Like Jason said, you know, he was looking for help and he was looking for people that needed help. And I think, I believe, and I know that describes Jason because I know he's somebody that's always looking for more knowledge. Like there's no cap in, in what I've seen Jason want to learn or need to learn, but I also see this in him. He has a servant's heart 
where he just wants to help people and he wants the best for people. So I, I want you to think about what are some clues in your life that you're seeing that maybe you're passionate about. You know, I heard somebody say, if there's, if you have a passion for something, usually you either really hate something or you really love something. And that's a clue to where your passion is. And you might be able to wrap that around something that you can monetize. Not that you're looking to make money off of it, but you should feel, you should want to be rewarded. Let me, let me say this. It's okay for you to be compensated and well compensated for some, a problem that you solve for other people. So we need to have a mindset shift on that. So Jason, thank you for sharing that. But the, and there is a couple of things that I, I want to unpack in what you said. You actually talked about getting your first client or almost getting your first client, but you actually gave them away. <laughs> and so let's talk about real quick about imposter syndrome, because I've been there, done that, man. I remember when I first started doing financial coaching and I would get these people that come in, they got more money than me. <laughs> they got more wealth, you know, they got more assets, less debt than me. And I actually had to fight that off. So how did you or how have you been able to overcome or help other people overcome imposter syndrome when it comes to, you know, what you're doing now and through life? Yeah, bro, that's a great insight. So it's really, it all comes down to people's values behind, behind everything. And imposter syndrome only comes when we are comparing ourselves to somebody else. Mm. And so it, a lot of this goes into the inner parts of like self-worth, self-esteem and how we feel inside about what we're doing. And, and there's, so there's a couple parts of what you just shared. So the financial part, you know, you're, you're giving people permission to, Hey, you can charge for the things you can go out here because you're adding value to people. Mm -hmm. All my, this is from the very best in the world from the very top. And I, I have certainty on this, the two things that hold people back financially in any way, or they gain it and lose it, or they never get it, or they're not worthy. It's guilt and shame tied around money somewhere. Some kind of guilt and shame from the past is what blocks finances. And this has been studied over thousands of years of human history. And so Give an example of that, Jason, when you say guilt or shame tied to the past. I, I totally, perfect. So, so 2005, I filed bankruptcy. Now leading up to that, and still to this day, my dad has never, I'm the eldest of four children. My dad has never, ever paid a bill late in his entire life, ever. It's, it's one of his top values. You don't do that. You, you rock an 800, 850 credit score and you break the scales and people are like, you can't have that. Yeah, you can see it. It's right here. So I had so much guilt and shame that moment at that time in my life, that was by far the worst time of my, the, the hardest time I, my, my son was, you know, in his first, uh, first year of his life. So I'm a new dad. I feel like I let down my dad. So my whole life was just guilt and shame over that. And, and that carried over things towards all, all kinds of stuff. So that's, that's one example that I had. And it, it ties into anything around guilt and shame. And a lot of these things are comparing ourselves to some standard that an authority figure has placed upon us. Mm. And it typically is like mother, father, preacher, teachers, and it starts to expand to coaches and mentors and things. But there, there's different amounts of trauma at different times. And this is, this is all normal human experience. So I think what most people... Most people think, oh, that was just me. Every human being on earth is walking around some level of trauma. And that, that, so the core of that, there's pieces of shame and guilt and other things. So, so I think one of the big things is we have to awaken and, and enlighten people to understand it's okay to feel these dark things, you know, or things that have happened but it's not okay to hide them and bury them in a corner. And what that leads to is all kinds of sabotage and imposter syndrome and all that kind of stuff. Um, it also leads to extreme things like, like every, I'm sure your listeners all know Goggin's story. Look at where, how hard he drove himself and he's running on broken bones. He's just destroying his body, escaping all of this like crazy stuff. 
And, and, and I'm, I love that he's sharing all that. I think that's really empowering for people. Jason was just talking about David Goggins. If you haven't uh, heard about J David Goggins, he's written a book called Can't Hurt Me. He was a Navy SEAL. He's done all this crazy stuff. But, you know, when it comes to imposter syndrome, because that's something, you know, I've had to overcome, you know, in my own life, as I just shared, you know, financial coaching and all these people. Because when you put yourself out there, like you do, Jason, you know, like I do with this podcast, you know, doing Facebook lives, there'll be people out there that will see you and see something that they want in themselves in you. And then they're going to reach out to you just like they did your first uh, almost first client that you gave away. You're putting yourself out there. And somebody said, yes, you are what I'm looking for. And so for you that's listening right now, I want you to break through that there's something that you want to do there's a book you want to write uh there's a business you want to start there's somebody you want to approach or a sales call that you need to make and something in you is holding you back whether it's fear imposter syndrome i want you to take action on that and punch that like i said a couple episodes ago punch that excuse in the face yeah. just punch it in the face because you're good enough you're strong enough you're smart enough you deserve all the rewards that will happen after you push back or push through that imposter syndrome or that fear. So if you get nothing else out of this episode, Jason and I can stop this recording right now. And I know several of you, because Jason, you know, several people listen to this. They're entrepreneurs, realtors, professionals. We got high caliber people that are listening to this podcast. And just like you said, there's no one that hasn't run into that obstacle or that situation where you might say, you know what, man, I'm not good enough for this. You know, maybe I shouldn't be on this stage right now. Maybe I shouldn't be on this podcast that Carlos called me to be uh, interviewed on. And I just want to encourage people because I personally had to go through that my own self. Jason, you keep on saying a word and I want us to talk about this as well. You keep on saying the word values. And I love it, man. And I just watched a, a video that you did where you had your, you know, Jason is a hardcore. He works out too, man. And, you know, Jason's one of those guys. He, he values not just working out, but he values recovery. <laughs> and in this video, Jason's sitting there with his foot in an ice tub. He's like, hey, guys, I'm doing this video. But the, part of the reason I'm doing it is because I want to get my mind off of this, my foot being or my feet being in this ice bath. But Jason, you talk about values. So let, let's talk about that. What, what's the importance of values and why is that coming out of you now? And you're sharing that with your community and you have a community of hundreds of thousands of people that, that follow you and, and watch you. And now you're really talking about that. What, what's the importance of somebody knowing their personal values? It's almost everything. I spent a quarter million on my personal development over these years, over a lot of years. And I, there's, there's not much I haven't seen or done. And what, what I've come to realize this year, the last, especially the last six or seven months, and it's not related to Corona or COVID either, but the time frame was right around when I was diving down a specific path here around values and getting certified around values, training and all kinds of stuff. And, and the reason is because here, here's the short, here's the 30,000 foot summary is that what humanity needs is to understand their top values and build a life around those values. So that's the values chunk and dissolve past trauma. Those compartments are what all human suffering is coming from. And I am certain of it. And I can, I can go into untold amounts of research on human history, the brain psychology, chemical, everything. We can look at this from many different angles and I can prove this. I, I'm certain it's the truth. And so the values part, the, the simple way to look at and think about values. Now this is a little different. We actually have one of Carlos and I, um, someone that Carlos knows and I could mention his name. He did a values training for my team many years ago and I was overlooking it. And I was just like, I wasn't even there for it because I had a different meeting I had to attend and people were raving about it. But here's what they did. And now I'm certified in all this stuff. So now it's like, it really is important. And so 
the way you discover your top values, even if you look to me what I described as a kid or growing up or at in corporate, what was I observing in things? So what do you spend your time thinking about the most? What do you spend most of your money on? How, what is, what fills your space? And, and there's a whole set of 14 questions that you can go through and you can discover what your top values are right now. Now, where people get hung up is if they're not using their forebrain to answer these questions and they're caught in their animal part of their brain, the amygdala, which is the subordinated values from other people. Like if we're still running around trying to live up to daddy's expectations, that is a subordinated value. Maybe some of them are my real values, but maybe some of them are not. And so what happens, so if you, if you study the most successful people in all endeavors throughout all of history, they built a life around their top values. And they, they literally get to where this is what I do, these things. And here's all the million things I don't touch. Or I, I outsource as much as I can until I can afford to outsource all of that. Cooking, driving, whatever doesn't serve your top values, dump it. And, and the more we can live in our top values, first identify them and then live in them, all passion flows from that. All inspiration flows from that. And I am, I, the more, so I've been teaching this a lot for about six months and I've been living in this for like six months. And it is, it, it's the reason why I can do three and four hour Facebook lives because I'm just living in my values, which is, learning everything about human behavior, especially around human behavior. And number one value is teaching, inspiring, serving others. So my life, my best life is learning and teaching that like those two things, everything I do revolves around that. So when I'm doing the ice bath, that is selfish to fix, you know, some Achilles and some weird stuff going on. And, and me even mentioning it, I'm just distracting. It was, I was really calling that out and I'm getting people to think of, well, how could I distract from some of the painful things I do? Mm. Listen to this podcast while you're cranking your workout or whatever. <laughs> but it's really about when, when you see people living in their top values, that's where you get those tears of inspiration. And that's where you see people, the superhuman feet mm. and so does that, does that help explain some of it, Los? No, man, that's, that's awesome because that's something, you know, Jason, I've been thinking about lately are, are my values and, you know, there's a couple things. We can go so many ways with this and, and I'm glad that you and I are having this conversation. I know initially we said we were going to talk about passion. We are talking about passion, but I know we're going down this road for a reason. So I, I want to stay in this vein, Jason, around values and values, it's, it's one of those things that you hear about, especially in corporate, you know, we have our core values, but I believe it's very important for us as individuals to find out what our values are. And like you said, not the subordinated values, not the ones that, you know, we're, we think are supposed to be, even though they probably are good, many of them are good, but what is, what is it, especially if you're an entrepreneur or somebody you know, like Jason, who there's something more in you and having those values and knowing those values, I heard somebody say, it's answering the question that will help answer all other questions. Yeah. So I pulled this up real quick and it says, what are personal values? So a definition, one definition I found is personal values are the things that are important to us, the characteristics and behaviors that motivate us and guide our decisions. So for you listening right now, if you've never done that, or if it's been a while since you've looked at your values, I want to encourage you because this is the doer's journey. So I want to move you, we want to move you, Jason and I want to move you beyond motivation, beyond inspiration, and get you to take action. Yeah. So after you're done listening to this, I want you to go over your values to think about it. Like Jason just said, his top two, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jason, learning, and then what's the other one? Inspiring others, teaching others? Yeah, yeah, I, I bucket those. So inspiring, teaching, serving, that's just that's one value to me. It's mm -hmm. all, that's all the same. 
And, and in fact, you know, it's funny, Carlos, you saw the first time in my life where I really got to impact people. And it was on stage in Vegas that weekend. And mm -hmm. I, I just thought of this in the past like hour or so. That was that was a big moment in my life. And, and I had no idea. I don't even think I knew going in that we were going to be up there. I think that was pretty last minute if I remember right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I look back on that and how I was able to impact people with what I knew at the time. And, um, it, it was one of the most important things I ever did. And, and it was freaky. I, I, I actually got caught mouth. I couldn't even speak at the beginning. Like, <laughs> I was so nervous and I was super hydrated, but I was so nervous. My body rejected. It was like, eh, this is not normal. And some dude had to run up a cup of water. <laughs> so it, it was, but you're, you will rise up. And what happens is your space and time horizons expand when you're living in your values. So the times when you lose track of time, Imagine what it would be to just like living in that every day. That's an inspired life. Mm -hmm. And motivation actually comes from our outside. So motivation is actually subordinated from somebody else. We're trying to live up to their values. Inspiration is from inside being congruent with our values. And so that's the, there, there's things to look for around that. But the, the, the part, the heart of inspiration it, it's what does your life demonstrate right now? And, and it also, this came to me as well. This is really important. There, there's, there's language you can look for. If you find language of I should, I need to, I have to, that's all subordinated. Now that can come from spouses, from children, from fam that can come from close loved ones and everything. And so we, there, there is balance to find in all of this, but, but let's pretend Let's, let's say a spouse, you have a honey-do list or whatever, like, oh, I need to do this for my spouse. What you're looking at it is that I don't see benefits in this and I'm doing it for them, which is, that's cool, but you want to make sure that's not living in your values. And if you have open communication about this, you might end up finding ways where you can fill each other's values better and live in your own and allow them to live in their own. And then you're both more empowered. And this is, this is every relationship, boss, subordinate, every person on planet earth. And so every relationship that's, there's a lot to values. I, I love oh, man. And, and you know, Jason, the, the, the cool thing is I, I listen to you and I've heard other people talk about values and I look at my own personal values. It's like a filter. So you can filter your decisions, you can filter business opportunities, you can filter your relationships, you can filter your next action through your values. Like one of my values, one of my top values is integrity. And I want to break that down a little more. Integrity means doing the right thing, not the easy thing. So I'm going to say that again. Integrity to me is doing the right thing, not the easy thing. So I can use that as a filter in many areas in my life. I can use it in my financial life. I can use it when it comes to business, um, with my health, even the food that I eat. You know, I'm real health conscious now and, and very intentional with that. So if I'm looking at a plate or a, a food choice, would it be integrity? integrity for me to eat these potato chips that are very low in value nutrition or would it be more in, more in, integral for me to eat this piece of this kale and all this this nutritional food because that's the right thing not the easy thing to do and so Jason how have you seen that as a filter in, in your own life maybe even in business as far as keeping focused on your values I I felt so I think you said it perfect that I think not only can it act as a filter, I think it's a complete, it is how our perspectives are formed. So if, you know, study of, of human psychology, if you look at everything that our brain and body is processing, it's like two and a half million bits of information every second mm. is our unconscious mind is just filtering through all this stuff. And that could be, you know, I, I know most people are listening and so I, I'm not going to do any visual stuff here, but maybe you're listening to our voices here, but suddenly you're becoming aware of some, some noise in the background. It could be a fan. 
could be cars driving, honking, whatever it is. And your conscious mind was not aware of those things until we call it to your attention. So here's why I say that. We can only consciously pay attention to about seven plus or minus two pieces of information every second out of two and a half billion, which means this is, if I share all the time, my hallucination is because this is just one tiny little perspective of all of humanity. Like when we, so, so here's, here's where I'm going with this. Your value, everything you perceive in your conscious mind is determined by your true top values. So if there's, if there's decisions being made, they're not in your top values. They, I mean, whatever decisions you're making, those are your top values. So if somebody is chowing down on the potato chips and not the kale, they are valuing pleasure, enjoyment, taste, things like that, instead of health or, or, or the other, the different benefits. And, and, and I, I love that you added a word to it and yours is integrity. And, and some people are wired the opposite way where they need something to move away from. So they need to call it, if I eat the chips, I'm a fraud, I'm a liar. Uh, whatever it is. And so some people are pulled towards and some people are, you know, moving away to and from. So um, it's important to have a word like that. I really love that. But here's, I want to expand this even bigger. If somebody finds themselves, let's say they have your same definition of integrity, Carlos, Mm -hmm. if they find themselves constantly out of integrity, that is not one of their top values. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely not. And See what will happen. Some people may be inspired by what you just shared. So then they try on the new Carlos integrity and they start doing that and they're evaluating their life like that. And they may find where they're constantly sabotaging it. All it means is in right now, that's not in their top values. And maybe that's because they're in a business catastrophe and they, so let's say the food part, for example, if they're in a business catastrophe and they're about to lose their home, maybe they're focused on that instead of like, I just need something to give me energy. The chips are faster than making the salad or something. Mm-hmm. So, and I've been there, not, not very, I usually have, I, I plan ahead and have the healthy stuff ready to grab, <laughs> but, but values determine everything I had. So a lot of this values work comes from Dr. John Martini from the secret. Mm-hmm. He shares you know, we have, you can walk into any mall in the, on the planet and there are 7.8 billion versions of that mall. That's what I call hallucinations is because there's 7.8 different sets of values and different unique people on planet earth. And they walk in the, the mom who has a high value on young kids, for example, and let's say, I know that this is being very stereotypical, but just play with me that let's say you have a married couple, couple young kids, Let's say the mom's playing the role of housekeeper and raising the kids. The, the, the dad is an entrepreneur, for example. When they walk through the mall, the dad is going to see deals, computers, stuff to help their business, people to get on their podcast. The mom is going to see children's shoes, sales on children's clothes. They're not even in the same mall. And so it's fascinating. And, and it, this awareness has helped me to really be, I was already pretty open to different perspectives and people and stuff, but it's really helped me to, there's no judgment. It's like, that's their, they're living their values. This is it's totally cool. You know, people do the best they can with the information they have in that moment. So, and you know, when you mentioned the, the husband and wife dynamic, Jason, it brought me back to several financial coaching uh, sessions that I've had. And even in my own personal life, and you hit it on the head, man. There's in a relationship, one person is wired one way for a reason. And I'm one of these people. I believe that God has brought us together, especially husband and wives, because of strengths. And if you, you know, you want to call it strengths and weaknesses, you're strong in one area. Your spouse is strong in another area. And when you come together, you're already complete people before coming together. But as far as values, like for me and my wife, I'm just like that, man. I am business oriented, investment oriented. When it comes to a dollar, I'm thinking about how can we invest it? How can we turn this dollar into $10? And with my wife, she was wired, especially when the kids were babies, 
hey, we got to feed the kids. We got to get them clothes. And, you know, I always laugh if it, I always say if it wasn't for my wife, my kids would be running around in high water pants because <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to invest all of our money and the, and the kids are running around in three-year-old pants. <laughs> so, yeah. and I, I share that, Jason, because I think this is great for people that, who are married and who are also in business, knowing your business partners or your, the people that you work with knowing their values and understanding and respecting it uh, is very important. How, how would you expand on that as far? Cause you work with a lot of people, you've been in business with a lot of people. How is being able to, like you just said, respect other people's values, been able to help you and or how can it help a listener? It, you, you know, I think something really important in, in human communication is that, and this is specifically around values, when we can look at somebody else's values and find out how can serving their values help my top values. So the, the deeper work around this, people, all relationships are from every single person. So think of this just through a per selfish perspective. And I don't mean that with a negative connotation, like, oh, you're so selfish, but we are filter mechanisms looking around, walking, living planet Earth, looking for every single thing. How can this fill my values? That because we're seeking fulfillment, we're looking to grow. It's how our species, it's, it's what we do. <laughs> we've, we've evolved to where we're at. And so what happens is that any, any person with an opposite set of values, so things that are low to us and high to them, will tend to have more conflict. But when we can find how this serves us and how we can serve them, so creating win-wins, that's the magic to all relationships in business and families and any kind of relationship. And so it's, it's really important of looking for how can this help me serve my top values? Mm -hmm. so, so a great example, because I, I had a lot of problems with this early on, like in my marriage and everything. So it would be, and it's very similar to what you said. Like my kids would have been the same. They, they were in high wash. <laughs> so, and it, it was early on, I didn't understand and respect how much work was going into the kids. But here, let's take my selfish view that I was totally ignoring. I only got to build business and serve more people to provide more for my family because my spouse was taking care of the kids and not pursuing a corporate career and everything else. And so there's, there's all these benefits. I get to live the life I do because she's doing this. Mm -hmm. and, and then, so there's so much more gratitude in it. And it's also, well, what else can I do to help her out more? Like give her more bath nights, like help her get away more. And I didn't know that early on when our kids were young, it was crazy. Like she's raising kids, I'm doing business. We didn't know what we're doing. <laughs> it was chaos. So, <laughs> um, But values is really, you, if you can look at how will this help me serve my top values by serving, helping them serve theirs as well. And, and if, if you if you can, the more that can be openly communicated, mm -hmm. like in, in corporate, for example, if you can help employees see, so you can ask them, how does this job help you fulfill your top values? So they would have to know what these are and everything. And if they can't answer in like a couple seconds, they don't see the connections and they will not be a good employee. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that they forever won't be, you have to help them make the connections. And, and you can pretty much connect almost anything. You just keep stacking benefits. Mm -hmm. What other benefits am I getting out of this relationship, this business, this decision? And you just stack benefits. When your mind perceives more benefits than drawbacks, every decision, every decision we make right now is based on, does this have more benefits than drawbacks? Mm -hmm. Every single thing. So if we're afraid to grow business, then we might be thinking, Oh, it's a drawback. Somebody's not going to like me or something. What about all the people you can bless and help? There's the other side of it too. And so we have to look at the big picture. And by the way, Carlos, I wanted to throw this in. This goes back. Uh -huh. This goes back like 10 or 20 minutes. In 
for people trying to expand their business and, and they're coming across, like maybe they're afraid to get out there or do videos or whatever they need to do next, talk to people that this really served me. I walked around most of my life asking the primary question, do they like me? Everywhere, my whole childhood, I was this little turtle hiding in a shell. The guy that everybody knows today, like that you know, my, my dad was just on a webinar, I was telling some of this and he was like, you guys wouldn't believe. He's like, night. this is the different Jason that was growing up because I was afraid of everything. Super shy, the most shy person. This has really served me, especially recently. And I've realized this is how, as I've been getting out there more, this is really what's behind it is that I used to say, well, I just don't care what people think. I'm just going to go do this and try to help people. And that's a way to look at it. But this has really helped me lately. And I've been teaching this a lot is that if I am to be the hero, I am to be the villain and realizing that at any given moment, and you can look at every religion in the world, every leader, look at politics. Half the people hate somebody, half the people love or about, you know, half or two thirds, whatever the numbers are. You can't do anything great. You can't live a big life and really benefit humanity without some people looking at you like a villain. Mm. But, but if we overlook, if that, that's just a drawback, we also, if, if we only focused on that, what about all the people we can bless and help mm. that we can connect with that even become good friends for many years and we're doing podcasts and things together. Like mm -hmm. that, th those are, that's really served me a lot. Mm -hmm. to, to, to help, to understand, like, it's basically a version of, I can't please everybody. Right. And, right. but I can, there's going to be some perfect clients out there and we're going to, here's another frame to it. There are people out there that aren't going to listen to Carlos or me or Joe Rogan or any, whoever they, you know, whoever the people are, mm -hmm. they're only going to listen to the person that's listening to us right now. You're the person in your voice and your experience with your story is going to break through to these people. And there's mil I'm convinced there's millions like that every moment. Mm -hmm. And we hurt the way I look at it. And this really drives me because I want to inspire and teach people. I'm hurting those people. If I'm hiding behind a, in a corner, not wanting to do stuff or not trying to serve people, I'm hurting them. Yeah. I'm avoiding the villain stuff, but I'm hurting all these people that need the help. <laughs> so that's really helped me. Man, Jason, jeez, you, you, just, you just tapped into my heart right there, man, in, in many different ways, because that, that's the lens that I, I look through this now as I'm doing this podcast, you know, bringing people on, doing videos. My heart is always, if this only, and I use only in a positive way, if this only needs to reach one person, this is worth it the time that I'm investing in getting Jason and quality people onto this podcast, doing the interview, you know, going through the edits and all of this stuff. If this just positively impacts one person, it's worth it. Now I want to, I want it to positively impact thousands and millions, but for you that's listening, if you're the only one that listens to this and you take something away from what Jason said, because he came on this podcast, whether it be values, imposter syndrome, or even something he said at the beginning, it's worth it to me to invest this time and this money. And you're the person I'm focusing on. And, you know, I say that I haven't always been that way. And there's been times where I'm, you know, I think about, man, all these other people that won't like it or, what, what if I get a bad rating or, or whatever, but we in our own lives and I'll, I'll wrap it up with this. We got to focus on the person we, that needs to be served, that wants to be served, that's looking for Jason Cardamone, that's looking for you. If you're listening to this, there's somebody that you're meant to serve and help. And it might not be the hundreds of thousands like Jason has been able to serve, but it might be your spouse or your child, your coworker or your business partner. That might be the person you're supposed to impact. So I want you to walk away from this, this uh, podcast today knowing that you can make a positive impact on somebody's life. 
And it's not about the naysayers or the haters or anybody else. It's about who you can impact. So, man, like I said, Jason, you just, you just tapped into my heart right there. And, you know, as we're closing this out, Jason, there are a couple of things that, that I do want us to get into. I got to get into the question and ask you the question I ask every guest that I have on the podcast. But let's wrap this thing up with values. So, you know, a couple, I, I want to share a couple more of mine and, and just high level stuff. Because as you're listening to this, I know you're probably wanting to get into, you know, writing out your own values and seeing what it is. You know, faith is one of mine. Faith is a, a big value for me. And, you know, I have faith in God, but it also goes to faith in myself and also faith in others. Yeah. And faith is very important to me because. Number one, of course, I have faith in God, but I also have to have faith in myself that God created me and that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made and that all things are possible and that I can do anything. And then also faith in others. I have, I have this, you know, some people just have this negative outlook on life and, and other people where they don't trust. But I, I like giving people, I like having faith in Jason Cardamone that until he shows me that he's not somebody that's worthy of, of trust. I have faith that there's good in him and there's something powerful inside of him. And there's something powerful inside of you that's listening to this. Now I have faith in you. That's why I do this podcast. That's why people like me and Jason want to inspire people and bring the best out of you because there's greatness in you. So that's, you know, another one of my values. And then uh, uh, health is another value. And then, you know, there, there's so many, you don't have to have just one value. And so I want to encourage you to do that. And Jason, I, I, these last couple of questions, I do want to mention, you said you, there's like 16 questions or so that you can ask yourself. Can yeah. you met, maybe mention real quick, two more questions out of those 16? If, if, you know, hopefully I'm not putting you on the spot with that. No, no, that I, I can totally ask. can. Would you... So I, I can bring up some more of the questions, but also there, there's actually a free values determination mm. and it's not mine. Mm -hmm. It's from Dr. Demartini, mm -hmm. but it is an amazing gift. Like I can't believe he gives it for free. It's mm -hmm. because of what his mission is and it's way, it's, it spans out a thousand years, the impact he's looking to make. So, um, if you want, I can point people towards that. Yeah, we can put that in the show notes. Just by listening all the way through, you just got a, a free tool and resource right there. So that'd be awesome, Jason. And, yeah. you know, it's, it, it helped me a lot. It, it's, it's really so. Uh, uh, so what do you fill your space with? Mm -hmm. What do you think about consistently? What do you spend your money on? Where is, um, what are the, the first, I, I'm trying to think there, there's some more open-ended ones and then there's some easier ones. Like what do you fill your space with? I, I'll give an example. Cause this is, I, I want to share this. Cause this, this hung me up for a couple of years ago when I discovered this, I have a lot of technology like microphones and cameras and all this stuff. So I thought my top value was like technology. And I've always been fascinated by that. But when I, when I, you know, and, and you're encouraged to do it every 90 days and keep, you know, kind of reflecting and looking at things. What I realized is that if I have the same microphone that Michael Jackson shot Thriller on and it cost me $900, but if I sound a little better and I can deliver more value to someone and they'll listen longer, I can impact more lives. So what I realized was that all of the stuff I have it actually centers around me reaching more people more effectively, inspiring wow. and teaching. Mm. So that my value is reflected in everything. And that resource is going to be great for people. So, so let's awesome. talk about this, Jason, as we're wrapping up here, man. Again, I thank, you, I thank you so much for your time. I love this. I always get energy when I'm talking to you. Hopefully you guys can feel the energy. I know we swayed a little bit from the passion piece, but I know you can hear the passion that's inside of Jason. And we're going to talk about how you can connect with Jason here in a minute. But Jason, I got to hear this from you, man. So I ask this from every person that I bring on. And that question is, what is your doer's superpower? 
what is that one trait, that skill that you've really been able to leverage in your life that's gotten you great results? There, there's a couple that come to mind that, so faith came to mind early on with that and very similar to you. I, I just, and, and even a more, even the general definition, faith is believing in something we can't necessarily see. And I've always taken leaps, jump off the cliff, grow your wings on the way down. I've been saying that for like six or seven years and I've been doing that for most of my life, but I didn't know what was behind some of that. Um, I've also picked up on my journey that I, now this, this, I think this will really serve people. I've had a belief that I can learn anything. And if you look at my whole life, it is so crazy. Semi-pro soccer, launching rockets, life coaching, sales, network, like what the, what is going on? Like, it's, <laughs> it's like this bag of all tricks and I've done really well in a lot of different areas, but here's why that happened. Cause I've always thought about these things. It's because I've believed I can learn and do anything. And I've always believed all humans can. It's why I watch Forrest Gump and everything that it, that may be a fictional story, but I've watched enough Roger Bannisters and whether they weren't breaking a four minute mile, maybe they're breaking their, they're, they're saving a thousand dollars for the first time, or they, they, they hit their first five figure month, six, seven figure month, whatever it is. I, I've never seen a person that can't achieve whatever they set their mind to ever. And, mm -hmm. and so I, I, that's been one of my superpowers is I, I literally can learn anything and do it. I've traded Forex. I've done, I've done all this stuff, but here's, here's huge wisdom. The things I've done that were not aligned with top values, like being a freaking software engineer for five years. Yeah. That was great money out of school. And I kept getting raises for like, I was, I was killing it. I was making not, I went from 38,000 to 96,000 in like three and a half years out of school. That's really good. And that was back way back in the late nineties. And so that was absolutely not, I, I'm grateful for it. And I learned, but that was, it, it wasn't my life's calling my mission. And that's, that's, those are other words for your purpose, your calling, your mission. It all surrounds around one's top values. Mm -hmm. And so those doer superpowers, I really believe that what's behind them is what I see in, in humanity. And, and that's really why I've studied human behavior so much. I, a lot of it was, why did I make these decisions? But then it turned into like, wow, I can really help people to understand themselves. And that, that, that's just, there, there's no end to the, the learning and the, like, I, I'll just do that all day. There's no, <laughs> this lined right up with you, man. So, so Jason, the person that's listening to this now, they've heard from you. Um, if, how can people connect with you or where's the best place for them to connect with you if they want to learn more about you, about what you do and how you could possibly help them? Dude, I, so I, I have such a cool idea, Los. And Carlos doesn't know this at all. <laughs> so I, first of all, you can just Google me and you'll find me. It's like, I, I own all everything. It's just everywhere. You, you almost can't not find me. Um, and I'm responsive everywhere, but I, I decided on something. And, and so Carlos, you inspired this. So I put together a 90 day program, highly based around our value. We go through the whole values assessment. We do everything. So, so I actually got one of the weeks out of a 12 week program. I guide people through going through that whole values assessment. Mm. And then we go and we have these masterminds. We connect there's there. It's a huge, it's, it is my magnum opus, which is like my life's work. And, and I'll tell you, this is, I'm serious about this about May of this was it May somewhere around May or right before that I went whitewater rafting for the first time facing fears. Cause I drowned when I was a kid a few times and almost died multiple times. I was afraid of water my whole life. I just learned how to swim a few years ago. So whitewater rapids were like a big deal, right? Well, little did I know my friend was going to take me on 
class four and a half, almost class five rapids, because that's what he was ready for. And we, we did have, we, we went backwards down a seven foot drop. And if we would have went sideways, we would have flipped. And I, we all would have been in deep crap because there was no points to get out or anything. And it was so scary. The guide pulled us over after. So we're sitting on the other side of the river and I'm right by him and he's talking to the other guide, like the canoe near us. That's like there to save anybody if they fly out. And I'm hearing what they're saying. And it, it was, it was too close for comfort. I'll tell you that. Yes. And I, as I was sitting there with tears streaming down my face, it wasn't because I was afraid of death at all. What it was, was the regret of things that I didn't have out to humanity yet. So mm. I'm sitting there on the side of that river up in the Colorado mountains. And a couple things came through the lessons I have not yet imparted to my kids, things I haven't said yet to my spouse and the work that I haven't organized. Cause I've, I've just been flowing and I haven't need to, needed to be very organized and still making great money and helping people, but organized knowledge is power. Mm. And that day I was like, forget this because I'm not ready to leave. And that's what the tears were about. Cause I haven't left my mark behind for humanity, not in the way, not in, in all the ways I want to know are close. So I put together that 90 day program and man, it, parts of it turned out way better than I expected. Some of it needed a little course correction and we found ways to make it much better. And I, I plan to keep doing that program. So here's why I'm saying all that. Um, it's a chance to get to work with me directly and it's, it's obscenely low pricing. My, my normal coaching rates and I'm not taking clients on, but there it's a thousand bucks a month, not this program, just a thousand for plain coaching. And this program, um, it's re it's going to be public for like two ninety seven, three hundred bucks. And I'm putting, I put together a little thing for your viewers. It's going to be the first time I open it publicly and your people are going to get half off. Awesome. If they want to. And, and I'll also say, I imagine some of these get views for some time and everything. I'll keep it half for whatever. I, I mean, I'll probably keep it open unless I get a million people coming in the Carlos secret back door and then we'll have to like change it up a little bit So down the road, you know? So, um, so anyway, is that, is that cool? Oh, no, that's awesome, man. We receive it. And hopefully, I want you to take advantage of it. If you're listening to it, again, we'll have a link to this in the show notes. Take advantage of this, guys. Um, when Jason does something, he puts his heart, his soul, he puts it all in there. He doesn't deliver things that are, you know, he doesn't do things quick and he doesn't deliver things that are of low value you're going to get Jason's heart. And if he's talking about you understanding your values and learning them, you're going to understand it when you, when you go and take advantage of this. So Jason, thank you for doing that, man. I appreciate you brother. And just appreciate you being on this podcast. And, you know, I just want to publicly, and I know I've, I've shared this with you privately with videos and things like that, but you know, I just want you to know how much I appreciate you, our connection, our friendship, you're somebody that, you know, when I say, I constantly tell people, let your light shine. You are somebody whose light has shone on me over these last several years that we've known each other since 2014. And you've helped bring things out of me that I didn't think were in there or that were in there, but needed to be, needed that light from somebody like you to be shown on it so I can go out there and do more. And I just want to encourage you, keep on doing that, brother. And you already know this, but if you're ever listening to this in the future, I want to just keep on encouraging, brother. Keep letting your light shine, man. And, and Carlos, I, I really appreciate this. You know, it, this is a huge honor for you to ask me to get to be on here. And this is me helping to get out and touch humanity inspire. I mean, this is my top values. <laughs> and... I, I just want to echo what you shared to me. I absolutely received that. And I send it right back, brother. You, you've inspired so much. I, I think I've shared with you some of the workouts. I, I've amplified some things up and, and made it more fun, really. I, I you know, mixed some things up that um, you've given me some awesome ideas because I'm always doing weird new things. And, and so um, I super, I sincerely appreciate this opportunity, bro. And I love, you know, it's when you were talking about the light, it, I actually have one of my companies is, 
has something to do with a lighthouse that's even in the icon. And I think that, I, I think that's a huge symbol of exactly what you're doing here. And I let, dude, I've always supported what you do. I love what you're doing. I can't, I, I can't wait to go throw this all over the place and, and get, get, get a ton more viewers checking things out and just pour some people into, cause I I've seen some of the people that you've been interviewing and things. It's just tons of value. So, so awesome, bro. So keep cranking it, man. You, you are impacting far more lives than you could imagine. And it's, it's, Amazing, brother. Love it. I appreciate that. And I received that as well. Well, Doer's Journey family, again, this has been another awesome episode. I want you to go back. Again, this, is, uh, this isn't just a podcast to make you feel good, even though it will. Um, not just to motivate you and inspire you, even though it will. But we want you to go out there and take action. So if you got to go back and listen to this, listen to this again, you know, share this with somebody. Somebody's probably come across your own mind that, that you're thinking of. Share this with them because somebody else can get value out of this as well as far as what Jason has shared when it comes to personal values and the exercises and the questions and the resources that he shared. So I appreciate you. Thank you for listening to this show. And as we always say, make it a great day. And remember, don't just be a hearer. Go out there and be a doer. Thank you for listening to the Doer's Journey podcast. If you'd like to connect on social media, you can go to Instagram or Facebook and search the Doer's Journey podcast and we'll connect there. And also subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating. By leaving us a rating, you let us know how we can help you on your Doer's Journey and you also help other people find this podcast. Now go out there, make it a great day. And remember, don't just be a hearer, go out there and be a doer.